Hello broadcast and welcome to a special edition of the pod. It's our first interview and we've started with an absolute beauty. The King of Queensland, Michael Charge. Christmas came early for us Brasser boys, I tell you what, Charge is a bloody ripper of a bloke and it was an absolute pleasure to have him on the podcast. Speaking of Christmas, he's as reliable as Santa Claus when it comes to delivering gifts to the public. Take him as gospel when it comes to anything north of Tasmania because he is the hottest tipster in the land at the moment. Initially, we were just after a little five-minute grab for our usual pod, but the great man gave us everything bar the kitchen sink, which was bloody unreal. He also gives us an insight into his life as a tipster, some funny stories from his past, as well as some mail for this week. Also, if you're an aspiring tipster, then there's some great lessons in this for you. We hope you enjoy this interview as much as we did. Michael Charge for PM. Let's go. Every Saturday on the punt. Every Miss Quaddy. Bodies out of a vase, son. This is the Hello Broadcast Pod. Yeah, g'day, boys. Uh, on the broadcast this week, we've spoken about it, we've touched on it. One of the biggest names in racing at the moment and one of the cleanest tipsters out there. He's the undisputed champion of North Queensland, as I've said. And I'll back into the hills and back. Michael Charge, welcome to the podcast, mate. Good to have you here. Oh, hello, broadcast. How are you, boys? <laughs> Pretty good, mate. Good, hey. Chargy. I tell you what, this is a tremendous uh, honour. I feel like I've met the Queen tonight, matching up with you boys talking on uh, on the Brassel boys. <laughs> to me, he drinks his milk out of the dirtiest glass as well. So good to good to be here. <laughs> yes. Well, I tell you what, it's uh, it's a balmy evening in North Queensland too. So uh, hopefully, you're doing it tough down in uh, in the southeast, you boys. We are, mate, and I can see you nestling into a Miller's Chill there. What's that, number 12 for the night? or? Well, no, I, I've, I've, uh, I think I'm down to about six. I'm riding one, leading one. I'm actually cheating because I've got a, uh, a nice glass of uh, Barossa Shiraz next to me too, oh, so you'd well like played. that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. nah, well, plenty no, more no, it's a- as we uh, run through our broadcast tonight. Um, I guess to get things underway... Um, we'll start with how you became a race caller. Um, did you just think after you'd pick winner after winner, you might as well call them home as well or what? Well, yeah, funny story. I couldn't call a, a horse race if I tried. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a, uh, well, well, they call it a trackside host. Um, so I don't call them. I do everything that the race caller doesn't do because they're lazy bastards. They don't do bugger all. They get on for two minutes and uh, call the race and off they get and they leave it up to someone else to do all the legwork. So um, I, I guess I do it. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, I do everything that the race caller doesn't do. So obviously the, the mounting yard coverage, uh, giving, uh, giving dirty, filthy tips that hopefully win, um, you know, talking to the jockeys, trainers, and then, you know, I get the honour of throwing up to the race caller so he can uh, bleed his business for a couple of minutes and off they go and then they come back to me. So, yeah, no, it's a good gig. It's well, tough, but... Uh, there's not many uh, callers out there that drop a hello broadcast. We need more of it, so may as well, well take it. A- I, I tell you what, we put a bit of pressure on uh, on Josh Fleming, didn't we? And he, he came good. It only took him 24 hours and he came <laughs> good because we just put the acid right on him. Uh, I've got to work. I've got to work on Tony Wode. He's the best caller in the business that calls out of Townsville. Um, I've got to get him on board and and Russell Brogel Leonard in Rockhampton. He's got every saying that uh, that comes to to earth. You know, he's coming down the hay diddle diddle. Uh, <laughs> if you back the favourite, your money's confetti. He's got them all. So uh, so we'll get him in on the hello broadcast as well. 
Well, on that one there, mate, you're speaking about the Mount Yard. You're probably the first block to throw a hello broadcast in while talking about gear changes, so congratulations on that. Um, otherwise, when you're uh, talking about gear changes and looking at form, what, are, what more do you look for in a horse when, you, when you're looking at the form? Yeah, look, I, I, I try not to overcomplicate it. I, I did for a while. I, I overcomplicated things. I, I had a system going where I had ratings for everything from, you know, times run to weights to jockeys to trainers to uh, to recent form to everything. And I started to realise that I was just complicating the absolute shit out of it. So um, I started to sit back and look at, well, you know the horses, you know the jockeys, you know the trainers. Uh, you know how they're performing, you know what their their little niches are. So it's all about finding, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And, um, you know, I, I said it a while back, gear changes are the most overrated load of crap you've ever seen in your life because trainers use it as an excuse for slow horses to keep them going, I think. Um, you know, they the, the key gear changes are blinkers on or off uh, and gelded. Well, you can't beat the ultimate gear change, can you? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, you cannot. At all, Chargy. What's that, mate? Speaking of slow horses, did you get a look at Tugboat Cliffy out of the Mick Price yard? Just being retired. No, parts, mate. no I haven't. I, I, I did hear something. He was going to be sold for a dollar to the, the stable end. I don't know if that transaction <laughs> happened or. It did something change, mate. You hear? Yeah. Uh, oh dear. I tell you what. I've had some slow horses over the years. Don't worry about that. But. Um, yeah, I could go on and on and tell you all about the slow ones. The fast ones would take about two seconds. There hasn't been any. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chargy, just quickly, um, what's your uh, your be- the best rough you've ever had, or, or your most memorable win over your over your journey? Oh, mate, I, I, I come back to the mighty Green Anchor. Um, it happened in Can- in Townsville about four years ago. So I, uh, I previously in a past life was the CEO of the Turf Club in Townsville. Um, and I got into the Sky gig and it, the best thing ever happened. I've, I've never had such a good life. But, um, yeah, I remember early on in the piece, it was December. It was a couple of days before my birthday. I thought my birthday came about four times that year. But, um <laughs> I tipped. I looked. I remember doing the form on a Friday night for this uh, feature race on the Saturday at Townsville, and there was a horse called Green Anchor who was trained by Janelle Ryan, and I'd followed his form, and um, he his first and second runs were were just average, but he was a third up wizard, and he loved the twelve hundred meters. He loved Townsville, and that was the run. It was this feature race, twelve hundred meters, third up, and I thought, oh well, he's he's going to piss him, and. Um, so I, I, I picked him, I did all my form, I you know, had him on top, made him a value bet special for the day. And then I looked at the prices on on um, on punters and, and he came up $34 and I said, oh, they're kidding themselves. So um, I had a bit of a lap that night. I told everyone I knew uh, and obviously, <laughs> hopefully all of Australia the next day because it came up five minutes before jump, Michael charged selects and green anchor and it blew out to $101. I said, and I and I sat there watching the TV, and I thought, oh, I'm going to look like an absolute dickhead here. Um, Hundred to one, and I saw it, and I, and I had I'd had a lap at him at thirty four dollars, and um, when I saw the hundred to one at five minutes before, I thought, oh well, I can't let that go, so I've had a nibble at that, um, and he didn't move. He stayed at one hundred and one dollars, so I'm texting blokes madly, going, hurry up, get on, get on, and. Um, 
and even the owner was filthy on me because he'd never had a cent on it. But that's his bad luck. Um, <laughs> and um, so it stayed, and I had another little nibble because it stayed at $101. And I thought, oh, you know, they must know something we don't know. And then all of a sudden he's rocketed into $41 and um, duly saluted. And oh, the fun, I thought I was bloody Santa Claus. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, there were blokes ringing and yeah, it was it was a good day because I I uh, I had a little clean out and um, yeah, had a good win. It was it was it was just good fun, you know. That was my 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 first biggest win was many many years ago as a young fella back in a horse called W Bet in Sydney, um, and I remember the feeling that day because I'd got my old boy to put the bet on and. And it won with Glenn Boss at 20 to 1 back in oh, 1992 or 93, I think it was. And um, I thought I was a genius then. But I'll tell you what, when Green Anchor got up and we got the hundreds, I thought I was bloody the Ducks nuts. <laughs> yeah, good, mate. After, I suppose after a win, um, not just a 101 to 1 thing, but how do you celebrate? What do you do? You get on the, get on the beers or? Well, well you got to get on the heat or seven, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to you got to get on the piss. Um, no, it's it's all good fun, you know. You, you, the 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 main thing is you want to share it with people. Like it, it's boring as shit, you know, picking a winner and um, and sitting there going, "Well, Jesus, who am I going to get on the sauce with?" Um, so you know, you've got to you've got to share it around with your mates and hope they're on board and and everyone gets on together. So yeah, no, it's good fun. Um, you know, a big night out on the tiles is always always great to do, isn't it? Oh yeah, I guess. Just uh, a quick one, Charge. On on that ruffy, mate. Did you happen to back a thing called Oriental Lily racing at Sandown on on Wednesday? No, but I heard one of the boys might have spruiked it. I missed it. I, I I actually didn't get on early enough. I, you know, I, I'm from I'm from the '70s. So when I when you said can we do a podcast, I had to Google it and work out what it meant. So. <laughs> no, not the name. <laughs> Did and she saluted by about three lengths, eased up on the line. So it was happy day. Uh, did, oh, were, you, were, were you shouting beers like a man with no arms? <laughs> <laughs> In due time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you and you did. You did ask me about the, the on. In all serious note, about doing the form. The biggest thing I've learned is is follow your gut. Um, your gut's always the best indicator of your final selection. You know, you you sit there and you can do the form. You can look at jockeys. You can look at barriers. You can look at trainers. Uh, your gut's the best thing you've got. So go with your gut. I totally agree with you, there, mate. You, you scroll through all these horses and you love something, and then someone talks you out of it, and you get something absolutely yourself. But yeah, so- oh, and and yeah, and never never listen to people. I, I remember I, I said to not long ago one of the um, the favourite sayings. That's not my dog either. Um, <laughs> was was um, you know your pistol pistol you know what to do. Um, <laughs> if one of the you know the favourite things. Oh, me, me mate knows a bloke who's got a tip from a bloke who knows a bloke who's connected to the trainer. You know, and you straight away you just go oh, you forget about it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, we're sorry. One sec. Anyone in the um any in the racing industry that you really enjoy getting on the piss with after a big win, or even just a big day at the Sky Office? Well, see, I'm in North Queensland, so I'm pretty isolated from the the general run of the mill. But there's some great people um, 
in the Sydney office behind the scenes, you know, and um, a big fella, Tommy, he's, uh, you know, a lot of the production guys, you know, the directors and producers that, that, you know, make me look good or make, you know, they make bloody uh, the legend look good too. They make everyone look good. And, you know, they seem like such great people. And, and I know the local guy said, do you know who that bloke is? I said, no, mate, never met him on my life, but I wouldn't mind having a drink with him. And um, they're, they're all, they're all really good people, you know, and um, you know, so I'm a bit isolated. I don't really get to catch up with all the crew. Yeah, Dave Stanley would be a bit of a, a route on the fist, wouldn't he? Old Dave, eh? Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and brass with the, with the vodka line bloody jugs. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to getting down to Sydney to, to catch up with all the, all the sky team and, and get on the sauce. So I've had a few drinks with Sammy Highland. He's a bit of a ride on the, on the grog. Um, he goes off like a frog in a sock, but um, <laughs> who else is there? Oh, look, locally, uh, I've got a good mate, uh, Andrew Spinks, who rides in Brisbane. Um, Spinksy. Spinksy. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a great fella. And he, he does like a drink on a hot day, a cold day, uh, <laughs> any day that ends in Y. So you know he's 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 a champion bloke. So he he'd probably be my favourite. What about Wanderson? Yeah, you mentioned back. <laughs> What's that, mate? Wanderson Davilia, sucking back. Well, I tell you what, if if you had a drink with Wanderson, you'd probably start <laughs> to understand what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I've I've spent the last six years trying to understand what he's saying. I said, mate, can you can you just speak English? And he goes, boss, I I, I can't, I can't, I just can't speak English. The, the Brazilian, the the brilliant Brazilian, I call him. But no, nah, he's uh, he's a good lad, Wanderson. and he's he's been a few up a few dry gullies, a few wet ones, and everyone in between. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you mentioned uh, brass before. Obviously, we are the brass boys. What else have you yes. got? For us on him, we hear he's. We've had a little bit of correspondence with him via email, but what's he really like? Because I've only heard bloody outstanding things. Well, I, I've never met. Um, I've never met Brass, um, but I've had a bit of t- uh, Twitter correspondence with him because I've, I've I found the world of Twitter about twelve months ago. Isn't it open your eyes? I tell you. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a great fella. He's he's tremendous. He. Um, my dad, I remember sitting, you know, watching races with my dad, oh, you know, 25 years ago or 20, 25 years ago. And, and my dad used to say, how on earth does one bloke study the form for so many races? And, you know, he doesn't get it right all the time. But, you know, you tell me who else does what he does and gets as many winners. And, and, um, and I've sort of, you know, admired or followed you know, what he says, particularly his good things, you know, his, his good things are very, very spot on. Um, you know, and to, and to do the form for, you know, up to 15 meetings a week. Um, I know I only do two or three and it half does my head in. Like I did about three or four this week and I'm, uh, I'm about on my 18th beer tonight, but, um, just to get over the fact that I've had to do about four or five race meetings this week. But, um, no, nah, he's a good fella. He's, um, he, he's, he's very meticulous. Um, he does his form, he does his homework and I don't know, I think he likes a drink too on a, on a, on a cold or hot day too. Brass, but the he's, brass. Um, the brass. Yeah. he's, no, no, he's, he's a champion and he's a legend, isn't he? 
That's Surely they have a, a Sky HQ Christmas party. Like they get everyone to Sydney. Brass puts you up in the in a five star hotel, and you just get on it together. Why is that not a thing? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I, we might we might make a submission about that and see how we go. But uh, yeah, wouldn't that be good? We'd we'd probably end up uh, drunk and disorderly down at Gosford RSL or something by the oh. end of it, <laughs> and that and that'd be a, and that'd probably be five days later after it happened. <laughs> Surely the uh, the admins of the Tony Brassel Facebook page would also copy and invite. You'd, you'd imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we'll we'll do our best. I I did speak <laughs> to the great man. I did speak to the great man and uh, and tell him that I was appearing with you boys. And I said, oh look, I need some tips, but yeah, they're probably going to have run and won by the time that this goes to air. But I was really taken by one that he said. Uh, at Ramwick on last Saturday, race five. And, oh, gee, I hope it wins off. I feel like we're on the almanac of Back to the Future, but uh, <laughs> Tony's, re- Tony's reward, I mean, Tony's, Tony's been delivering rewards for 25 years, um, hasn't he, the great brass? Yeah. And Absolutely, he has. And his description of one in race seven, and I hope this wins too, or, uh, or has won by now, race seven horse one, classic legend, uh, he said, given a rev up in a recent trial, just to clean him right out, I reckon. Now, I'm not sure what the great man rec- <laughs> reckons. <laughs> clean but, him uh, right what, out. Clean him right out. There you go. It's a new racing term from the great brass. I don't know what they're doing at that table, but it sounds all right. <laughs> have, you, uh, have, you any mail, have you got any mail for us um, for the next week or so, mate? We know you've been in uh, yeah. unreal form, obviously, so... Yeah, boys. Um, so coming up, uh, well, this week now, by the time we, we present to the masses, uh, Cairns is racing on Thursday, you know, the great Cannon Park at Cairns. They've had a lot of tab meetings up there and it's racing in paradise. It's a magic spot up there. I'll tell you what, I, I drive four and a half hours to go to Cairns. But it's like um, it's like driving through paradise for four and a half hours because you stop at a place called Cardwell and uh, oh, there's beaches. There's no babes, but there's beaches and uh, crab crab singers, barramundi burgers. They've got everything. Um, Unreal. So looking forward to that. But in there's a two-year-old that won at Townsville on Thursday, just gone, called Aspen Lad. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah. it's um it it won by it won like Burnborough. Um, it just jumped, ran, and uh, it it pissed in basically um and it's in a two-year-old 950 at cairns on thursday and it'll duly salute again uh and there's a horse called saxophone and you boys would have played the saxophone over the time oh, every saturday mate every saturday <laughs> belt out a bit of blues uh it's in, it's it's in a class five plate over 12 15 meters big ricky ludwig trains it he's a legend in uh, up our way i don't know if you've seen him he trained windmill lane um, he's had some good horses. <laughs> he, he always gives a good post-race interview. He gives me a blurt on the way through and says, I thought you were a shit judge, but he said, you're actually all right. So I took that as a compliment. Um, but he's got a horse called Saxophone, so it'll win. And uh, and there's a horse that was racing in Brisbane called Southern Swing. Um, I don't know who had it in Brisbane, but Trevor O's got it now. It's in a benchmark 65 over 1,600 metres. And... Uh, it should have won the other day in Townsville, but it uh, it was a bit of a horror story. So it'll win as well. So there you go. Aspen Lads, Saxophone and Southern Swing, three winners, a plethora. <laughs> we'll be getting in the queue, no doubt. Hold him. Um, yes. Come in the now, queue. Now, Chargy, 
I've uh, I've got a, a, a fast five questions for you. So strap yourself in here and uh, oh, no, just geez. just just some five quick answers. All right, I bet, whatever. I bet I, well, I have a sip of the brosser before we get into that, <laughs> mate. You can. It's your world. We're just living in it, mate. So you do whatever right you on. want. Right, in you up, you go. All right, all right. Beer or wine? Beer. Eagle Farm or Doombin? Um. It will be Eagle Farm, but currently Durban. <laughs> AFL or NRL? Oh, geez, do I really have to answer that? I mean, gay. Glory, glory to South Sydney, uh, the Bunnies. <laughs> NRL. All right. NRL. Do they even still play AFL? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> too soon for mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Sorry, who, boys. Who would you rather give mail to, Dave Stanley or Mark Guest? Uh, Dave Stanley yeah. He'll tell the world <laughs> <laughs> um, And last but not least The uh, the Gosford RSL Or the Yapoon Pub <laughs> Oh mate It have to be the Gossy RSL With the big fella sucking back uh, Sucking back vodka and lon All night <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just quickly, Chargy, do you have any uh, any uh, one-liners that you go into a broadcast ready to, uh, like a, a bullet in the chamber, if you will, just ready to shoot out? Well, I, yeah, I have, I have got one. Uh, I mentioned gear changes before because I think gear changes are an excuse for trainers that have slow horses, as I said. So, you know, you see these gear changes, and I've got to write in the form all the gear changes so I can dribble crap about them on TV. And I get to these ones where this, you know, similar trainers have something like seven gear changes on a horse and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Um, so rather than read them all out, I just go, he's had more gear changes than Jack Brabham. So <laughs> you just leave it at that. And um, uh, well rather, rather, than, rather than try to have to talk through them all. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do like the – I'm a bit of a fan now of the Hello Broadcast and um, – and and we got out the ultimate gear change the other day with the gelded. Yeah, yeah. the two stone lighter, loved it. It was two, yeah, two stone. Yeah, well, well, it was bizarre because, and that's a funny one that's happened in Queensland recently. I'm holding you up, boys, but I'll tell you a funny one. All these horses, all these horses are getting gelded, and nobody's reporting it. So they're telling you about three starts after they've been gelded, but we've missed the boat, boys. I mean. Fair income. That's why you th- I threw out the Hello Broadcast. It's happened. Uh, he's two stone lighter, but it happened about three runs ago. <laughs> so unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Right, yes. I reckon we'll wrap it up. Thanks, Luddy, so much for coming on the podcast. We freaking absolutely loved chatting to you. Um, for your troubles, similar to the lose handball um, segment back in the AFL Sunday Footy Show days, that you know. Fucking no idea about what I said. Thing, you've got some prizes. So I remember the I remember the Lions winning three in uh, in the early two thousands. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, we'll give you that. <laughs> Mate, you'll be going away with a uh, with a hollow broadcast tee. So next time you drop it, you've got the tee there to show the world. And we've we'll oh, also got you a stubby, uh, a hollow broadcast stubby holder as well, Jason. Stubby oh, boys. I was going to say, if you didn't throw the stubby cooler in, I'll buy one because I'd love a stubby cooler. <laughs> it gets a bit hot uh, up in North Queensland at times, eh? <laughs> thanks again, mate. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Thanks, thanks for your support. Thanks, boys. And uh, hello, broadcast. Keep it rolling. <laughs> we love it. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks Jay.